Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ann and Una. And you're listening to Engage, the podcast. Baltimore for the weekend. You're t- are two of six. Two of six hours. Oh. Second hour of six. We're traveling. We're in the way on the way to Baltimore. <laughs> um, and this is literally the I won't say the only time because there have definitely been like select times that we could have podcasted and recorded, but like we're either like one of us tired, both of us tired, or just like just not really in a podcasting spirit at the moment. Um, and this is just a testament to how busy we've been i think that in madison when we were doing the podcast like it was a bit easier in terms of scheduling because like our schedules were pretty much like the same same. yeah Um, for sure and not only that too i think that like we were we had really gotten settled in there we had like a very clear routine yeah but now it's just like especially with um i want to speak for you because like you're the one in grad school but like una's pulling like some some longer nights like we haven't gone to sleep at the same time consistently in a good while yeah Um, it's it's a sad life i'm living and it's really (laughs) only my own fault but you know the semester is almost over it's grad school we're working on our time management skills our organizational planning all that um so with that i know we said in our last episode for folks who are returning listeners like oh, we're gonna drop bi-weekly podcast and we're gonna have like all these episodes for you and like we're coming in hot new not even new year like new season new us type thing <laughs> jokes um yeah absolute jokes because that was in <laughs> that was like mid-october and we are pushing it is, um, it is november 22nd crazy um so i think coming into it with some realistic expectations from this point out uh, we are definitely still very much so thinking about the podcast, um, thinking about the different episodes that we want to drop, um, have some folks in mind for those. Um, but the the consistency behind or the timing behind which they are dropped are not, it's not going to be a very consistent thing um, in terms of like every week and a half or every week you'll be able to expect an episode dropping at this time on this date um, because it's really not realistic for us. Um, but the podcast will go on. Maybe it'd be like a, like, dang, I'm having a really bad day. Oh, snap. What is this alert that I see on my phone? Anthony, you just dropped a podcast episode. What? What? Huh? So maybe it's, it's like, it's like when you drop new Jordans or when uh, Jordan drops new Jordans. Like, <laughs> right. You know, like the bread 11s only come out like once. Right. Every little bit. You know, sparse, sparsity, sp- what is it? It's key. Like. I've never heard of a sparsity is key. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is when you limit quantity, 
Just quantity over quality. Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity, but also when you decrease the quantity, it's a little bit more exciting when you're able to get your hands on it. Limited edition episodes. Okay. (laughs) Um, But with that, over the past month and a half, uh, it hasn't been a month. Yeah. Over the past month and a half, um, we've had some new um, wedding updates and stuff that we would like to share with you all. Um, I mean, for new listeners, you may want to stop right now again and go back, listen to everything, check back in. Please do. Um, But we are, of course, getting married in Italy um, and doing the whole thing in uh, Tuscany, the Tuscany area. Um, And things are moving. Things are starting to happen with our guest list. Um, with our excursions and all the stuff. Yeah, so we um, have been in much more contact with the villa that we're staying at. We have been able to find wine tastings, massages, and some, you know, like tours around um, the surrounding area. Um, but with that has also come some challenges. You are still on the fastest route. <laughs> Dang, Yo, slow down. We're driving. <laughs> I didn't think about the navigation. Oh, no, it's all good. Hey, like I said, this is the only time that we had to record, so take us how we are. Yes. Meet us where we're at, y'all. Meet us where we're at. So, anyway, that to be said, that transportation and logistics have been, you know, a challenge. We have people coming in from different parts of the country um, and flying into either Rome or Florence or even Pisa and... So to make sure that we're able to get everybody to our villa because there are not really any local taxi drivers nearby, we're figuring out how to get them to and from, we're trying to figure out how we're getting people to and from all the excursions that we're hoping to go on. Um, And the list really just goes on. We have to get groceries and wine and all that kind of stuff. So that's the point where we're at. But we've also been getting questions from people about, you know, the cost of it all and like whether it's actually going to be cheaper than what we were planning to do in Wisconsin for our wedding. And I think that's a little bit of like... It's like a larger question. It's a lot. Yeah, it's absolutely a larger question because we have, you know, there's all these things that we need to plan. And in one case, the cost of just the time and energy it was going to take to still be planning a a wedding from afar which is difficult in and of itself Um, but we're in North Carolina so if we were going to get married at home we were going to have to plan a wedding from afar Um, and now we're doing the same but I think that we both feel it is we both feel that the um, the cost is much more spread out for our trip to Italy than it would have been for the day that we were going to spend in Madison. Um, so Madison, like as a as a location, isn't even like a, a wedding destination spot. Like folks aren't people who are in North Carolina are like, man, I really want to get married in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> of um, course not. But like even there, um, like on average, like the wedding for that day would have cost us essentially what we're paying for the five days that we're hosting folks in Italy plus like the additional time that we plan on spending in um, Italy like after everyone leaves and so like 
no, it's not necessarily cheaper. like cheaper, um, like across the board. Um, but even if you like break up line items, I guess like our meal is definitely cheaper mm-hmm. than what it would have been. Um, the venue itself being doubled as um, our wedding venue, but also like the place where people are staying um, and all the amenities that that offers is cheaper. Um, but like the number, the numbers on the paper are like similar, if not right. like the same. And to be totally transparent, we also were really lucky in finding the Airbnb that we did. Um, they were the most responsive people who got back to us. Um, and then when we told them how many people we had, they also let us know that they had like a second villa that would be able to accommodate all of our guests um and because they're currently renovating it they don't have any pictures they don't have um any information to really give us and because of that they were able to give us a discount on the second one if we had had to pay full price for both villas we it would probably have been a different story we might not have been able to make it work um but we were lucky enough to be able to jump on that price um and and make it work for ourselves so absolutely transparent we are also not spending a great amount of time in italy after after the wedding and after everybody leaves but i think that what we're gaining and we've talked about this in past um podcasts as well is that you know we get to not only have our wedding in italy but we get to spend a week with like the people that we really care the most about um and they get to spend that time with each other versus just like having a day where we all kind of have pleasantries and say hello over dinner. Pleasantries. Um, we get to really like spend some time and like have some actual activities and like experience a completely different culture together um, while celebrating us coming together. So, um, no, not cheaper, but we're getting way more out of it. So, but also like not more expensive. Like, yeah. it's, it's about, like, on par. Very It's, much. like, for folks who are um, thinking about weddings and stuff, like, I would strongly encourage, like, to go this route just for, like, everything that you're getting. Um, and, like, even if you want to take it, like, a step further and just, like, you and your partner, like, just go. Like, if you're not too big on, like, having, like, the, the guest component, like, you can do a lot with. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean. I mean, really just think about how much a wet, the average wedding in the United States, I think, costs like $26,000. Mm. Yeah, you, you felt that? I did. In my chest. In your chest. And how, so. How 26. And so. That 26. 26. 20 thousand, thick. No, that's 20, a $26,000 right there, dog. <laughs> 20 it is. It is thick. So. Imagine spending a fraction of that, spending $10,000 to go on like the trip of your dreams i don't know personally that sounds better to me <laughs> truly um but we will we will hop off our soapbox um just want to give you updates um if you're interested in hearing more uh specifically about like the excursions and stuff that we're offering for folks um hit us up slide to the dms text us if you have our number leave a comment perhaps um and we can um definitely share or shed more light on what those um what those are going to look like oh the sea is making my butt hot okay oh yeah we got them heated oh um fun fact before we get into the actual podcast your boy hit a deer um over the weekend and you know i'm whipping in the the 18 civic uh and so the civic is in the shop but shout out to my man tone um who you you probably hear from tone 
um, and Sydney later on um, in future podcast episodes. But put me on with this nice, you know, just nice little rental. You know, what is this? Infinity QX60. Hey. And uh, it's luxurious, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got leather seats, you know what I'm saying? You got heated seats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice. And that's part of the reason why Real we nice. are... It's part of the reason why we are um, headed to Baltimore anyway, because like I don't got to worry about miles on my on my uh, Civic because mm-hmm. it's leased. And we are living in the lap of luxury right now. Speaking of living in the lap of luxury, um, we um, are kind of going back to our vault of interviews. Like I said, we have interviews that we've done with people, just like haven't had the time to put them together. No time. Um, going back in our vault of the interviews. <laughs> I feel like and... a hype man. <laughs> <laughs> no time. <laughs> Um, and our, um, going back to when we went to Mexico, um, Ooh. for Juanita and Tim's wedding. Back in May. Um, and they were our most recent episode, um, where they talked about, um, uh, what did they talk about? <laughs> I was about to say long distance weddings, but that's no, not the word for it. Destination, destination wedding. wedding. <laughs> um, and one of our, um, friends, Monica and her now husband, Arj, um, sat down and. Uh, we spoke more to or spoke to them about kind of like the combination and bringing together of cultures um, when it comes to like marrying someone who doesn't necessarily um, identify um, culturally with the same way as you do. Um, and so first and foremost, uh, before we get into the actual meat of the episode, let's hear more so about how they met. high school Um, yeah yeah I actually saw him for the first time in our like middle school yearbook and I was like who is this like little Indian kid like he looks so small (laughs) and I was like is he really in our grade and then I was like I'm gonna be his friend um and then she met me a few years later yeah we went to different middle schools so that's why we didn't know each other in middle school and we went to the same high school but we didn't start dating until college. Like we were really close friends all of high school, but well, he was my best friend. I was not his. <laughs> you were one of mine, and apparently, I'm not allowed to have multiple friends. <laughs> yeah, so we've been friends, or have known each other for a very long time. That's tight. Yeah. And now look at you getting married. I know. I know. Yep. So who would have known that uh, that little Indian boy that Monica seen in her middle school yearbook would be her now husband? Um, crazy. Crazy. Um, so Monica and Arj uh, got married the week after Juanita and Tim did. And so um, if you go back to earlier episodes, we were talking about how we had to juggle. Um, we had three weddings in literally like a month span between Natasha and Dan, um, former episode, check them out, um, Juanita and Tim, and Monica and Arj. And I think they were like, they were all in May? All yeah. in April? All in May? All in May. Um, so we had that plus like planning for the move um and everything else and had to really just pick between two out of three um and so we're happy that we were able to celebrate with them um you know like at uh Juanita and Tim's wedding and just like yo you're getting married too like that's crazy turn up but um weren't able to actually go to their wedding but they it happened and it was fantastic it was and you know I think their their story and why we wanted to approach them for this podcast um was because they both come from two different um racial ethnic and like religious backgrounds 
Um, and and similarly, we we have experienced in some Atlanta, not keep left at the fork to stay on I ninety five north. Thanks, Siri. And similarly, we have you know not grappled or cha- like had any challenges with this per se, but just that keep left we've. At the fork to stay on I ninety five. Just keep north. going. It's okay. No, I don't like Siri. Uh. <laughs> we have had. <laughs> I'm about to turn the notifications off. Please. I'll just look at the thing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> just until we stop recording. All right, and so similarly, um, we haven't really, like, I guess, had challenge re- challenges with this per se yet, but we both come from different religious backgrounds. We've talked about that in past um, podcasts, and we also come from different cultural backgrounds as well. Um, my mom is white and my dad is Nigerian and you come from an African-American family on both sides of your family um and so that has just like we have just been brought up differently culturally as well um and so we really wanted to ask Monica and Arj what that looks like for them um as they as they were approaching getting married, how they were kind of approaching that difference with their families. My family was, not even me, was born and raised in India. Like, my parents were completely born and raised in India, so they're like the traditional arranged marriage, so it's a whole new world, just even dating to them when I started dating here was like really foreign to them. So when we approached the wedding, it was quite a clash of cultures, I would say. Like, Monica's brought up pretty sure. American. Her mom was born overseas and, like, moved here, but she moved here pretty young, and, like, they've assimilated very well. My parents, maybe it's because both of them only moved here in their, in their, like, 30s or whatever it may be. Like, they hold on to a little more of their, like, cultural tradition. So even though they were fine with us dating, quote-unquote, like, it wasn't the same mm-hmm. in terms of, always like being inclusive of someone else's partner just because they don't even know what that means or what that is yeah for sure um and i mean you know as you mentioned already like my mom was born in china so she still did have like some of those traditions but i think because my dad was born and raised in brooklyn he kind of made her a little more progressive in that sense and she like we're Chinese, but, like, we weren't really brought up in the Chinese culture, because also the Chinese culture is very patriarchal, um, and so, like, since my mom is, like, the woman in her lineage, like, even, like, us as kids, like, we weren't allowed to participate in certain, like, religious things that they would do because we were, like, the women and whatever, um, and so, I mean, in terms of the wedding, like, my parents have been super duper supportive, um, they haven't really pushed anything on us, um, there's always been like a question of like, do you want to do this? And if not, that's okay. It's up to you. Very different um, from his folks. Yeah. Um, and I mean, because in, in India, not only are you arranged marriage, arranged married, but the wedding is not about the kids, and it's right. like a well-known fact. Mm-hmm. So it is the opposite of America, where it's like whatever you two want to do. Yeah. So, like for their weddings, they'll always say, and it's not an exaggeration, that there's thousands of people. No one that the bride and groom know. It's just, like, the parents' friends and, like, the village. And it's just, like, an open invite and, like, actually thousands of people. And you just sit up there. You get married by the priest, but, like, everyone's going about their thing and, like, meeting the parents and, like, saying congratulations to you. And, and, like, the way my parents explained it to us was, like, in their tradition, it's just the more people that bless you, like, the better it is for you. 
But here it's like, we want like a small, quaint, like right. more quaint, more personal wedding. So that was a huge clash of cultures. Like right. our biggest thing in the beginning was just like the wedding guest list. Yeah. We were 300 to us was large, but like that's where we were like looking at. And 300 to them was like small. They were like, yeah. wait, yeah. for both sides, 300 Because <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, we invited almost like 500 no, it was more than that. More than that to the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a crap ton of people, and like for me, it was more like okay, like you know, marriage is very sacred to me, and so um, you know, I want to know who is this person coming to my wedding. Right. I don't want exactly. it to be like oh, like hi, I'm on the bride side. I'm their sister's cousin's friend's daughter, mm-hmm. which is literally like what happens sometimes. Or it's like oh, who is this All person? Oh, I haven't talked to them in like seven years, but like we're inviting them to the wedding. But that is just, like, what they do. That It's, like, disrespect if you don't do it. So it was, it was hard. It was, like, pretty tumultuous at, start, at mm-hmm. the start. But um, sure. the way we, like, compromised or forced to compromise were, like, was There was that no compromise. We, like, split up the days. We did on Saturday. We were, were planning, like, the Indian Hindu ceremony, which is something I wanted, too. But we, like, saw it in different ways. And, and then on Sunday, we were doing, like, an agnostic ceremony, which Monica was was like more attuned to since like she said like she wasn't really brought up with any specific religion but she wanted like a friend to marry us and then that night would be the reception so the way we kind of compromised was like we kept it to our limit of 300 on sunday and my parents kind of were like we'll invite more people to saturday so that's kind of the compromise we found so yeah i think monica and arge um are a good example of how like couples in our generation like you're seeing, you're starting to see like a lot more like interfaith couples, or um, you know, just like more multiculturalism when it comes to um, partnerships and stuff like that. Um, and with that, I think comes um, compromises and stuff that um, the likes of our parents and grandparents like hadn't seen or like haven't had to like deal with. Right. Um, and so it's cool to see that you know. Um, it's cool to see that they are in love and like they're getting married or got married um, and all those things, but also um, just how they are approaching uh, this difference or the differences they have uh, between each other to make their relationship stronger. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they have also touched um, similarly on the fact that a lot of those differences, like you said, um, stem from gener- generational differences. Um, and what their parents hold and that it within the mix of that even how we were raised culturally um, may differ from how we want to move forward and raise our kids or how we want to um, connect and and kind of live our lives together um, might differ from what our parents think is best Um, and that really brought us to the fact that a lot of times and especially in the context of you know, planning a wedding that our parents have ideas about what they want from not only our weddings, but our lives with each other. And um, they have ideas about how that goes. And sometimes that can kind of lead either to compromises or some clashes. Um, And so we asked them a little bit more about what that looked like for their process. I don't think it necessarily even was 
was really a compromise. I mean, there were things that we specifically compromised on, but in terms of a lot of the stuff that, like, his parents believe they compromised on, it wasn't them compromising, it was me just giving in. <laughs> because I was like, at that point, it's like, I don't want to deal with that, um, because the constant notion was always like, oh, we want to do whatever makes you comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so let me tell you what makes me comfortable, and then it's like, but, but, but we have to do this, and it's like, just ask me what makes you comfortable, and mm-hmm. I told you, and like, or they would just like not educate me about like mm-hmm. the religion and the culture, and I'd ask questions, and they would just automatically assume that that meant I didn't want to do it, mm-hmm. and so it's like, I can't even tell you what I am comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with, because mm-hmm. I don't know it. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, granted, like, this one over here was not very helpful in the beginning either, because um, I... Like, love you now, but, like, um, in the beginning, um, I think even between us, there was a lot of clash between whether or not we even wanted to do the Indian wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for sure, was like, I don't know if I want to do it, because at that at that time, me and his parents didn't really have the best relationship. Me and his sister definitely don't have a good relationship. Um, and I was kind of like, I just foresee a lot of negative things happening in this process, and, like... I don't want to deal with that, like, especially since, like, I knew there was going to be a lot of transition with him finishing med school. Um, and so, and so it was kind of like, he's like, no, 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 none of it's yeah. going to happen. I was pretty I'm naive. i shield you from it. I'll admit, I was pretty naive. I was like, no, it'll be fine. Like, I'll say what goes and like my parents, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't work. No, very naive. Yeah. So Lots of like, fighting happened, like, between me and my folks. And, yeah. So I think it's just a matter of, like, where you have to, like, pick and choose your battles, which sure. ones to fight. Because, um, I mean, there were ones where, like, I was not willing to, like, yeah. like be like, yeah, it's fine. Um, for example, like, Arjun's parents were in charge of, like, the party favors for the Indian wedding. Um, and so when we found out what the party favors were, they told us that um, they originally said, oh, it's a bag. And so we are like, oh, like, a bag of what? Or, like, a bag. And they are like, oh, it's a purse, and it's only for women. And I was like, can we not be, like, gender-specific with our, like, party favors? Because I have folks on my side who are LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. They might not identify as a woman Mm -hmm. in the same way that you identify as a woman. Um, Because they also wanted to have, like, someone stationed there giving the party favors out. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. how are you just going to be like, you don't look like a woman, so I'm not going to give you one. Um, And even that was, like, like, I got, we got pushback from that, and it was because, like, they didn't understand that concept. Right. Um, so, I mean, there were certain things that I wasn't willing to budge on, but majority of the Indian wedding, I was like, whatever. Because at that point, I was just kind of, like, fed up with it. And everything, so, so the, in the end, we almost, like, were pretty hands-off with the Indian wedding. We just let them do their thing. Besides the few things, we were like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to keep it to an hour. Um, we want to keep it to an hour. We, like... The invitations are going through us. Like, certain little things we, like, mm-hmm. were very specific on. Um, but, like, other than that, we were pretty uninvolved. And then we just, like, took over Sundays. And they didn't, like, interfere on Sundays, really. Mm-hmm. Not much. Well. I mean, they have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> they got to pay for it, but that's money. That's so, right, right. True. Yeah, that's understandable since we cannot. So when we think about the, the compromising piece, um, I think the, the biggest thing to date that we've had to compromise on... Um, based on like uh, different cultural components is just like the presence or lack thereof of a, a pastor and like the um, I said the the level to which Christianity is like immersed into the wedding because um, like growing up like I will always say uh, man like I, I really can't wait for 
and to get married and like have passion child to like um, be like the person who like marries me in and stuff like that because I've seen them do like multiple weddings and like passion child is the man yeah I mean I think that the, where I'm coming from and again we've talked about this in the past but like I think where I'm coming from is for me to be genuine and for me to be um, you know like coming into this partnership um, I feel like it would be disingenuous of me to to have such a presence of religion when I'm not there yet and may, might not be at some other point um, I don't want to I want the presence of God there I want that to be at the forefront of our minds but with, without a connection to like the church and stuff like that I feel like um it wouldn't it would be disingenuous of me to be like it's kind of like swearing on a swearing on a bible in court if you're not christian right like it's not that oath doesn't mean the same thing and so um while i'm still like questioning and in this space i would hate to have that be something that is like going on in the back of my mind um while we are making this bow to each other mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think that definitely happy with bmac though i think oh that yeah 100%. bmac is definitely uh a bridge between both worlds yeah um and like i mean i talk to bmac all the time about like my own like personal walk and um like just our relationship stuff in general mm-hmm. um because like he's truly like a trusted like I want to say a trusted advisor. He's the homie, you know what I'm saying, who um, is definitely um, someone who I believe is, like, a very good, like, spiritual Christian guy. And I feel like, and I feel like that is our way of, of, of compromise, right? Like, um, you know, Monica and Arch talked about um, their compromise was really having two separate weddings um, and making them kind of one throughout the weekend. But, um, ours I think is having that presence of God because Ryan is very faithful and is um I I think is led by God in in all the things that he does and that is very apparent um but he's also somebody that we both know and who we know cares about us and who has seen our relationship develop and progress um and for, you know, and I think for both of us, that means a lot to have somebody there who's going to officiate our wedding, who, who his love for us is very, very clear. Um, and so, yeah, so as, as we decided to do this, one of the questions that we had for Monica and Arj as well was how they decided to prioritize um, different cultural traditions um, or creating different or new cultural traditions um, within their wedding and within their life together um, and just how, how they plan to do that and what that was going to look like. I think my biggest priority was just that the sentiment still stayed there even yeah. though we were gonna have so many people, like, because the other thing that was like a huge culture clash is like Arjun's extended family only found out I existed, like, a few months ago maybe, 
or a little a year, year ago. ago, a year ago. Like, like uh, cousins type of thing, or? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. his family in India, like all of his family in India, only found out I existed a year ago, and like, obviously, like, we When we started together. planning the wedding. Yeah, and so, I mean, even that, it's like, I've never met any of them, so I don't necessarily even know, like, how much they know about me. Do they know what I look like? Mm-hmm. Do they know what my name is? Um, and then not only that, but it's also, like, the cultural piece is hard is that we live together, mm-hmm. and that is, like, a secret. Mm-hmm. Um... And it's hard because it's like, there are certain things that I want to talk about, but then it's like, oh, you can't say that in front of these people, or you can't say that in front of those people. And mm-hmm. so it's like, a matter of, so I think for me, it's just like the biggest thing is, I think just the value of what it means to right. like have a marriage and what that means to us, um, but also just making sure that like family is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another reason why I was so easy to give into that, because uh, a lot of my values are centered around my family. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, like, I mean, like, for me, like, religion, like, I'm agnostic, so mm-hmm. I didn't really care. I think my only thing was that I'm a firm believer in, like, I don't want to get married under a certain religion that neither of us practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for a long time, I didn't really know if we even really practiced Hinduism because mm-hmm. there were, like, so many things that, like, he was supposed to do and he never did. And but Hinduism was a weird one. I mean, I've even learned just from all the, like, similar conversations like we're having with you mm-hmm. now like about weddings with other Indian people whether they be my age or a little older like a billion people follow it mm-hmm. but a billion people follow it in like various right. ways mm-hmm. Hinduism like is well known also as like more tradition than religion mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it's not only like a religion it's also like a culture at the same time and it's right. also like traditions at the same time like some people know very little about the religious aspects but they follow it because like they were told to do this and in more of a traditionalistic or ritual mm-hmm. ritualistic way. Right. So, like, for me, it was about, like, the dancing, because I was, like, involved in that in college and in mm-hmm. high school, and, like, I really liked the dancing aspect of an mm-hmm. Indian wedding. And just, like, just more, like, the familial values and, like, certain things, but I personally didn't know too much about the religious aspects of it. Right. So, I think along the way, we kind of just got educated in it as well. Mm-hmm. So, maybe in one way, like, I've learned about it through the experience, so. Yeah. It was a little hard to explain. Yeah, so I think um, Monica and Arj really highlighted how um, some of their priorities as far as like bringing in their respective cultures into their wedding um, in many ways like differed in some ways from their families. Um, But there were also obviously some other areas that their parents felt more um, passionate about. Yeah, um, and I think that while like culturally i feel like our families are pretty similar when it came down to like the you know the the meat and potatoes of the wedding um but like for example our guest list like um like i wasn't too pressed on inviting like my mom's friends or um people who watched me grow grow up and stuff um not because like i don't have like love for them or anything like that but it's like based on our budget and like the space that we had available, like I would have much rather preferred to like prioritize people who have been like more active in our relationship. Right. Um, like for the almost eight years that we've been dating versus like people who like watch me grow up and don't necessarily like know Una or like know us together right. for that matter. Right. Yeah, and so like th- I think that was like one of the things that we were stuck on before we had changed our plans was that like how do we balance like your mom's 
um, wish for us to have those people there while also being like, but do we want those people there? Um, and luckily, we ended up changing our plan. Um, and now, you know, there's there's nothing anybody can really say to like have more people there. Um, Although people have tried. They have tried. Some people have tried for they sure. They have not succeeded. Like, hey, where y'all, uh, where y'all getting married at? All right, bet. You know, like, do I, how do I, like, nope. No, 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 that wasn't an invitation. Wasn't We're just invitation. telling you what it is. Let you know, um, you can't go. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and I think that um, this brought us kind of, to, you know, there, there are all these priorities that, that we have that Monica and Arch kind of talked about they wanted at their wedding and what that actually looked like in practice can often be different. Wow, we look like we're about to drive about into poor down. <laughs> anyway, we yeah, so we talked to them about um in practice how does blending of cultures happen especially in the context of a wedding um, and how do you hold those priorities up um, while dealing with so many different perspectives and 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 people in that process I think my thing is at the end of the day like just know what's important to both of you and that is that you guys will be coming together and um, also just understanding that at the end of the day you're not going to make everyone happy and like your happiness like should come first because it's about you guys it's not about anybody else um, and that doesn't mean that there's not going to be give or take um, and there's not going to be pushback from parents family and things like that but I think it's just making sure that you two are always on the same page of what you both want as a whole is really important because um, for us it's like no matter yeah okay we could be on the same page but if we still do what his parents want, as long as we know that we're still on the same page and moving down the line when we have our own children, we would <laughs> never, ever do that to them. Um, I think that's kind of... Yeah, I think it helps. Because yeah. like, there'll be fights, whether it's with one right. family or the other, or even between you two. Like The ones between you two, I would say, are the hardest. Like, even more that, like, like kind of Monica alluded to, when, you're two, when you two are together on a front, but, like, arguing with one family or something, at least... In the end of the day, you're going home and like, to be, yeah. like to together and like are on the same front. Whether you won or lost that mini battle mm, in the wedding, right, right? Right. Like at least you're on the same front. The ones where you're arguing amongst yourselves is definitely harder. It's so like emotional and like just like any regular fight, but like glorified since it's about the wedding or about life. Like maybe right. it's down the line about kids or about right. like your upbringings and stuff like that. And we, I'm sure we have plenty more of those to get through along the way. We'll suddenly realize, wait, you want to do that with our kid, and I want to do this. Mm -hmm. I think just communicating, trying to be open about it, taking a break in breaks, like that's that's something, yeah. or taking a break in fights, that's something like we're still working on. Giving space. Yeah. <laughs> like airing it out and then being like, okay, let's both like reflect on this because yeah. this is new information to both of us and yeah. Yeah. coming back at it, maybe we'll then figure out a compromise. Yeah. And I know. think empathy is huge um, because it's like a matter of like, you need to put each other in each other's shoes just so you can see from a different perspective of like why is this person doing this because um, I think for a long time um, you know and this is something that even he did like he just since something came second nature to him he didn't necessarily realize that it didn't come second nature right. to me and I was just like in the dark like what am I doing um, so I think empathy is a big thing um, <laughs> You're gonna have to have like a bloopers for this <laughs> this one. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, so I think I think that 
Monica and Arch brought up some very important points about just how easy it is to like get um, not separated, but I think they highlighted how it's how important it is to just be on the same page. And we've been talking about this a lot, I think, recently that like whatever like important priorities that our families have, um, whether it's for the wedding, whether it's for how we raise our kids in so many different regards that like there's always going to be input from other people that will be constructive and that can be helpful. But at the end of the day, it's going to be helpful for us to decide where we want to be together and not like dictating how we should be. Um, and I think that they highlighted that in, in their discussion of their, you know, they did have some challenges throughout this planning process of their wedding. Um, and, you know, we'll probably have other challenges when it comes to continuing to mix their families' cultures together. Um, but that, like, at the end of the day, they have to be on the same page together. Yep. You hit the nail right on the hair there, baby. I have nothing else to say. On the hair? On the head. On the hair? On the head? A nail has a head. You hit the head of the nail. Oh, I said hair? Yeah. Oh, my bad. I definitely <laughs> said head. My bad. I was looking at your top of. Yeah, it's hair. And it's on your what? <laughs> it's on my head. I, I see. Okay. See what I'm <laughs> anyway, we really, really, really appreciated Monica and Arj. We have also appreciated their patience and us getting to editing and talking about our time and conversation with them. Um, and we just wish them the most amazing first year and many more of marriage. Yeah, same. Um, and with that, this has been another episode of Engage the Podcast. I was about to, <laughs> I was about to say my football podcast. Oh my gosh, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to the EBDBB and BFFL. I know y'all didn't catch that. It's too long. It's all good. Anyway, but we really appreciate y'all sticking with us. We appreciate your patience. I am busy in grad school. Anthony is busy on this campus. We are living our life, but we are coming back at you, and we can't wait to hear and engage from you further. Yep. Peace. Hey, y'all, be sure to follow us at The Engage Podcast on Instagram and The Engage Pod on Twitter. You can also follow our personal pages at A-Y-Y-O-A-N-T and at Una Amor, O-O-N-A-M-O-R. These episodes are produced by Anthony and myself. Our theme song is by Anthony. Like, comment, share, and thank you for listening.